What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. We got two games to go in the regular season, and we're back from our Christmas break. Patrick Allen along with Matt Verderam. Verderam, how you doing, man? How was your Christmas? It's good. It's good. Uh, busy. We had a ton of people over on the 23rd, and then I worked the 24th, and then we went to uh, my in-laws uh, the 25th. So uh, busy. I got fatter. Um, yeah. I'm happy about it. And uh, yeah, I got the whole year to lose that five pounds that I can then gain back in, in one week next December. Oh, you've only, I've gained at least 10 pounds, man. I've been going all in. I made a bunch of cookies. We haven't had any company yet. I've just been eating it all myself. Nice. Um, so, you know, I made like, I made Buckeyes and I made uh, almost a hundred of them. And I'm telling you, man, there's maybe 35 left. It's not good. It's a bad scene. <laughs> I literally just ate the last Buckeye we had like an hour ago. And my mother probably gave us 50 of them, and I probably ate 35 of them. So I I don't care. I polished off a, a sheet of lasagna yesterday. Um, we, had some, we had some cheesy potatoes as a side. That's gone. Uh, I made crab dip uh, with a bunch of cream cheese. Ate it all. Oh, um, beautiful. Only thing that saved me from gaining about 100 pounds is I've been going to the gym consistently. That's it. It's the yeah. only thing. But even that being said – you know, I don't know how you are. Like, I, this is probably a, a shameful thing to admit, but like, I'm sure a lot of people have like ten different pairs of jeans. I have like two. Yeah. I just like whatever. I, I don't. I hate wearing jeans. I just they're not comfortable to me. I will wear them if I have to. Certainly in the winter. Um, but I have one pair that I, I it's kind of like a go-to pair. They're broken in. They're comfortable. And by the time we got to like Christmas, I went to put them on. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna happen. Right. <laughs> The old old trusties pulled through, and yeah. uh, we made it. So well, they, they got the stretch fabrics now. It's a whole new ball Thank game for God. guys like that. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. I, gotta tell, I was I was looking at those pants before I put them on. My like, all right, boys, one more ride, <laughs> yeah, and uh, right. we made it. We made it happen. So it was all good. Oh, and then I went to uh, the in laws and watched the Broncos give up fifty one points to the Rams. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm proud of you. Welcome to the, to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Uh, we are brought to you by our friends at the Kansas City Beer Company. Uh, that's another thing I've been doing this holiday season is drinking lots of KC beer. I got the uh, the yes. Schwartz beer here, Verter, and that we brought nice. back when we were in Kansas City. This is the uh, the the um, black lager, dude. This is outrageous. It's so good. It's not heavy like uh, some people see a black beer and they're like, oh, it's gonna be too much. No, it's not. It's not like that at all. It's really delicious. Great flavor. Highly recommend. And you can help us out. A bunch of you guys, by the way, appreciate it from our last episode. I yes. saw you wish. Wishing Casey Bierko uh, Merry Christmas on Twitter. If you missed that, uh, helping us out by doing that, wish him a Happy New Year. Give him a shout out at Casey Bierko on Twitter. Wish him a Happy New Year. 
tell them Arrowhead Addict sent you and you can support the show that way. Uh, if you want to support another way, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Let's get some more Chiefs fans in here to talk ball with us. And of course, you can always consider becoming a member of the Arrowhead Addict family. Hang out with us in our Discord. We're in there talking about everything, food, gambling, how bad the Broncos stink, the MVP race, all that stuff. There's a link in the description if you're interested. And of course, thank you and shout out to all of our existing members. Many of you are here watching already and you guys are amazing. Thank you. Um, so Verderam, <laughs> Broncos fans for Christmas, really Broncos fans and Raiders fans, they got some things for Christmas. Not all of them were good, but depending on your point of view, you know, maybe you're happy about some of these things. The, the Broncos who the chiefs are playing, and we're going to preview that game here in a little bit, filed Nathaniel Hackett, who is joins urban Meyer as one of the few coaches to get, get fired in their first season before it's even over. And, oh, yeah. and the hell of it is. Hackett didn't even do anything completely crazy other than just be bad coach. Great start, my gosh. Yeah, I, oh, I, it was funny when he got fired. I was thinking to myself, like, there not. I mean, there have been too many head coaches who have gotten fired in their first year. Like, and I started going through it in my head, and I'm like, I, and I was thinking back to like the '60s and '70s, trying to really go through the recesses of my mind. I was thinking about like Lou Holtz when he was a Jets coach, but he resigned. He didn't get fired. According to Field Yates of ESPN, Hackett's only the fifth guy ever. Get fired during his first season. You mean coaches have been a hundred plus years in the NFL? Like that's damn near impossible. But it is what it is. Look, I, I I just think if you're the Broncos at this point, and like you said, we'll get into this game here in a bit. I think the Broncos is an absolute shell of themselves at this point. Like I I don't know what is your motivation for this game. Right. Everybody's gone. Like in terms of the coaching staff, I mean maybe. Maybe bring back the D coordinator who's done a great job. I don't know if he's coming. Like, does he want to come back? And you're gonna have a new regime coming in. Yeah, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows what's gonna happen there? And then they 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 promote like the clock management guy to be the head coach because yeah. the D coordinator was smart enough to turn it down. She doesn't want to be attached to this. Like, if the Chiefs can't win this game somewhat convincingly, um, I almost wonder if there's inside gambling on the game. Like, I. Denver is Randy Gregory's not playing because he couldn't stop punching people after the game. So he's suspended. Um, yeah. It's just a mess. That team, that team's got to be the worst long-term situation in football. The Cardinals have a decent argument, but I, the Broncos have trumped. And then yeah. you see yesterday, um, Zach Stevens, who covers the Broncos, does a good job. He tweeted out, I guess he was at the media scrum, uh, that Russell Wilson said for Wednesday – that hey you know felt like he had a really good practice because it fe they felt like it was time to step up, time to step up. You're four eleven. Two months ago. Yeah. I, I just, just floored. Just another rust moment to stack onto this year of hell for Denver. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. And um, it, in the Denver, I think they also fired their offensive line coach and their special teams coach. Yes. Um, so lots of changes there. Um. But additionally, over elsewhere in the AFC West, the Raiders have benched Derek Carr. And I actually think there's kind of – it's almost two sides of the same coin here. Nathaniel Hackett's not a good football coach. He was not good no. this year, made a lot of boneheaded decisions. But you've got to give at least 40 or 50% of his firing over to Russell Wilson, who's, oh, who's God. terrible, right? Yeah. right? Over in, in uh, Las Vegas – can never remember where the hell those guys play anymore um, – They've benched Derek Carr. 
He's basic. He's done. He's done in Las Vegas. He's left the team. He's not even going to be around because he doesn't want to be a distraction. Um, and a lot of Raiders fans that I've been seeing on Twitter, are like they're mad because they're like, this is Josh McDaniels. He sucks. Derek is fine. I mean, I don't think any of them think he's Patrick Mahomes, but like, they're like, we, we were in the playoffs last year. We got Devonte Adams. How in God's name did this happen? And, and they're blaming the head coach. I'm interested to hear your take on that. And uh, where do you think Derek Carr is going to play next season? Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. So this is really interesting. So I wrote a column, like a reaction column, right after this happened. And my column basically just eviscerated Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Because to me, Carr's a slightly above average quarterback. Like he's a, he's a solid quarterback. Top 13, been, 15? Yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah. Like, and he's been the only stable part of that franchise for nine years. And they went out this year and brought Devontae Adams and screamed as much as they possibly could have behind closed doors and in front of them. That they're going to be this contender in the AFC. They're going to be right there because they added Devonta Adams. Well, nobody looked in the garage and saw the defense, which other than Max Crosby is a massive tire fire. And McDaniels, who's never done a damn thing um, ever, ever without Tom Brady, gets a head coaching job. And it's looking like a lot like what it looked like in Denver. When Cutler got run out of town and Brandon Marshall got run out of town and they can't win a game. 
And now this is all Derek Carr's fault somehow. Like, I'm not saying Carr's played particularly well this year. He struggled. But last year, Derek Carr's over 4,800 yards and yeah. led that team through one of the most dysfunctional years you'll ever see in your life to the playoffs. And now he's the problem? Good luck with that. I, like, if I'm Derek Carr, by the way, as a no-trade clause, I'm saying, screw you, release me. I don't care. I'm not going to accept any trade. Cut me. And if they if he does that, they are royally screwed. Like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of connections. You know, Jeff Howe, the athletic, he was writing about you know Tom Brady's a logical fit there. Look, I'll, I'll go on the record with this. And if I'm wrong, I will eat the biggest pile of crow in the world. If they bring in Tom Brady at 46 years old, that is going to be the biggest nothing burger on the face of the earth. He He's surrounded by a team that I would argue, despite how bad Tampa's been this year, is better than what the Raiders would put around him right now. They can't win a game. They're in the worst division of football. They're under 500. And now you're going to bring him to Vegas in a division where even with him, they are unquestionably the third best team in the division. And and what, what would he be in the conference at this point? As great as Brady is, would he be the fifth, sixth best quarterback in the conference? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Like, if you're going to move on from Carr, get somebody young. Um, but I think, look, it, Carr, the Jets make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, the, the Colts, it just screams Colts, doesn't it? I mean, that seems yes. to be like, yeah. like, of course you would go to the Colts. Um, the, the Colts commander, are, the, are the 90s Chiefs. Yes, they are. Just yeah. constantly cycling through these guys who are going to be there for two years. The Commanders are interesting. What about the Giants? Like, if they moved off Daniel Jones, he'd be interesting with the Giants. Um, there's a lot. I mean, the Bucks. If you replace Brady, you know, I, the, the Saints are interesting. The Saints have no money. Like, I don't know how the hell the Saints would make it work financially. And then the other one, which has been brought up around league circles, you ask people, like, give me your top five. Miami's interesting in a sad way. I don't know what's going to happen with Tua. Right. I mean, there, and I'm not like reporting this, but there's you know murmurs like, is he going to play again? Like, is he going to play football again? If he doesn't play football again, they are going to need a quarterback, obviously. I mean, Carr would make plenty of sense there. So, um, look, he's going to have his options. He's a, he's a talented player. He's going to be 32 this offseason. Carr's going to get plenty of offers. And, yeah. and, you know, if he if he hits free agency, and if not, the Raiders are going to get offers. I asked one high-ranking personnel executive, if he gets traded, where do you think, you know, what do you think the package would be? And I was told something like what Carson Wentz got for Philly, a first and a third. That seems fair. That's a great breakdown. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It really just screams to how inept the Raiders have been as a franchise over the years that they have a halfway decent quarterback, couldn't really do anything with it, go and get a guy like Devontae Adams and then ruin the whole thing in a year. And this stunt that they're like basically yeah. choosing McDaniels over Derek Carr is just insane to me. And you know what? They're going to pay for it. Um I reckon he's going to force a trade, right? Like if they don't cut him, they're going to want to get something for him. And so they're going to have to trade him into a place he wants to go or they're going to right. get nothing. So right. that's probably the eventual outcome here. I, I cannot say how like unbelievably disrespectful I think it is the way they've handled this whole thing. Look, you want to move on from him, that's fine. Like you have every right to do that. You tell this guy to go home so it's not a distraction and you don't even give him like the Raiders players. I was reading quotes. They found out because he wasn't in a meeting like nobody said anything 
He didn't have a moment to address the team. The guy's been in nine years. You you didn't let him address the team. Right. You didn't let him stand up there and shake hands with some guys. And like, say whatever you want about Derek Carr. I got a lot of respect for him. That guy has been put in one shit situation after the next for the better part of a decade. And he's never tucked tail. He's always stood in front of the media and talked. He's never blamed the organization. He's never blamed his teammates. When God knows he could have and would have been right to do it. That guy has been – I know it's a weird thing to say about a guy who's never won a playoff game. That guy's a winner to me. Like, he's the kind of guy you want in a room. Now, listen, is he a top 10 quarterback? No. He's top 15, I believe. He's going to be somebody's Alex Smith next year. He's yep. going to go somewhere, and he's going to stay – like, if I'm the Jets, I take him in a heartbeat. He will get them to where they can win 10 and 11 games. He will stabilize that organization, and then they can, in a couple of years, try to go find their Mahomes. Now, obviously, that's harder, you know, to do than, than just saying it and wishing it. But and I, and I, the other part is real quick: if I'm if I'm a Raiders fan and they decide to draft a quarterback, like normally your team drafts a quarterback early, and like there's all this excitement and hope. I can't express the amount of sheer terror I would have as a Raiders <laughs> fan with them drafting a young quarterback. Like that team has been a train wreck for years on end drafting in the first round. I can't even imagine the fear of watching Josh McDaniels turn that pick in. Oh, my God. Like, at least with Carr, you know you you have a quarterback who can play. Right. You could get a good quarterback. You could get J.P. Loesman. You don't know what you're getting. Um, yeah, it's not good, man. And uh, just the whole stunt anyway. Like, we want to evaluate Stidham. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, what are I you know. even doing? Yeah, Just play way, out the rest of the season with Derek Carr. If you want to move on from him, you know, like, you're not attracting. Like, this is not a move that's going to attract players. Like, that, you know, if there was a free agent, like, oh, I want to come to play for the Raiders. And you know that this, like, Stidham's not going to come in. And if and if that's the reason they're doing it, if, if Josh McDaniels is like, I really want to get a look at this kid in live game action, you should just fire him now. Well, look, they're doing this because they don't want Carr to get hurt so they can they can move off because otherwise he has injury guarantees in his contract. Yeah. Which like I get it. But then just just be just be an adult about it. Big look, we're yeah, we are. We're doing this. It is what it is. Like it's in the best interest of the organization. We explained it to Derek, so on and so forth. Um that organization is a clown car. Okay. Yeah. And I remember when everybody this offseason, including people who showed up in our podcast, were like, hey. Chiefs are going to finish third in the West this year. Chiefs are going to finish. How's that going? The Broncos are the biggest disaster in the sport, and that's not an ounce of hyperbole to it. The Raiders, good luck to you. The Chargers are the only team worth a damn. The only team worth a damn in the whole division, so I can't say. And the Chiefs still won this division almost by, by the start of December. So that's where you're at. By the way, thank you to the Super Chats. Uh, Zach16, yeah. thank you a lot, man. Says, I hope the Chiefs. Don't play out to the competition against Denver. Need to build on that defensive performance last week. Zach, we're actually going to talk about that, so hang with us. And Bumpa, thank you a lot, man. Chance, excuse me, Chance Devontae Adams leaves if Carr leaves. They're friends. Look, I'll tell you right now, I bet he's pretty pissed about it. But that's not going over too well for Devontae Adams. Now, do I think he's going to leave? It's going to be really hard to move him. Like, his contract's enormous. So, that's not easy. And it depends. If they bring in Tom Brady, he's probably going to be fine with it. If they bring in, you know, some rookie who can't play, uh, yeah, he's going to be fierce. But you know what? Devontae Adams was the one who wanted this. You wanted to go there, man. You tried to push your way out. You got what you wanted. Like, that's the risk you take. 
and he took and he got paid for it. He got paid incredibly well and deservedly so. Um, but you know, this is one thing with the Chiefs I will never take for granted, especially having lived through some of the more dysfunctional years with this team. I never have to think as a Chiefs fan, like, is Clark Hunt functioning? Is Brett Veach functioning? You they, they may do something you disagree with, you don't like, but like there's a reason for it. It's handled professionally. It's not just a it's just a clown car to use the term again. We are like, I have no idea why they're doing this, what they're doing, what's going into this. Like, there's at least a method. Now, you may not like it, but there's a method. It, it really is. Uh, I'll say, you know, hats off to to Clark and the way that the Chiefs are run. You know, even when things were a mess with Todd Haley and Scott Pioli and that whole thing was going right. down, do you remember how they handled that after they let go of, of, of Todd? Scott Pioli stayed on. I think that Clark Hunt had a lot of respect for Scott Pioli and he knew that he needed to move on. But I remember Scott stayed on until, and he actually went to the interview with Andy and then he eventually exited. Um, But they kind of kept him on. I don't know exactly the reasoning for it, but it was a really professional transition and it worked out well for Scott and it worked out well for Andy and the chiefs. And so I think it sends a message when you handle your business that way, other people are going to want to come and work for your organization. Coaches hear about that. Players hear about that. Uh, and they know they're not going to, to some sort of clown car like you've got in Cleveland or in Vegas. Um, so that's good news. But let's talk some Chiefs here. Okay. This game, um, you know, obviously Nathaniel Hackett is gone from yeah. the Broncos. And, uh, oh, shout out to, to Will for the super chat. Um, says, uh, English fan going to Arrowhead for the first time this week. Flying from Albany to Kansas City Saturday morning. Can't effing wait. Can someone adopt me for tailgate? Chiefs by 30 over Denver. Hey, you guys, there's like over 200 of you watching right now on YouTube. Connect with Will. If you're going to be there, if you've got a tailgate. Look, Will, even if you don't meet somebody here in this chat, I guarantee you. Walk around, I'll feed you. Yeah, just walk around, introduce yourself. You know, say, say, hey, man, I'm from England. I'm a Chiefs fan. It's my first time here. Uh, you will be taken care of. I, literally anybody you walk over to at Arrowhead Stadium in the parking yes. lot, just get there early and uh, go make, you know, bring a case of beer and and go make some friends. Pretty sure Will's also a super follower of mine. So uh, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah. all, all your support on like multiple platforms at this point. So you're the mm-hmm. man. Um, look, so before we get into the game, because I, I got to be honest, I think I think we all kind of feel the same way about this game, which I think so. Yeah. If the Chiefs can't win these next two games, if they're trying to win these two games, it's a deep concern. I mean, they, they should absolutely blow the, the doors off these two games. Now, I don't know if they will. They might win close, whatever. They should win these games. I mean, they, the, the Broncos are dead on arrival. And the Raiders, you want to talk about a team that is going to lay down like a dog in that game? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, um, I'm curious. Like, look, this is a huge, huge weekend in the AFC playoff picture. Okay, and in the NFC for that matter, but since we're talking about the Chiefs, um, the Bills and the Bengals play on Monday Night Football. And I want, you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of you already figured this out, but if you haven't, consider this. If the Chiefs win on Sunday, just on Sunday, forget the Raiders game, one of two scenarios will play itself out on Monday night. It will either be that if the Bengals lose, the Chiefs are guaranteed no worse than a two-seed. They could still move up to the one if the Patriots went and beat Buffalo and Buffalo and the Chiefs beat the Raiders, which is unlikely, but they could do it. But they can't be worse than a two. 
if the Bills lose, they could still go to a three because if the Bills and the Bengals were to both win week 18, the Chiefs were the loser could drop down. However, of course, they would enter week 18 just needing to beat Jared Stidham, and they would be the number one seed. So really, if you're the Chiefs, look, obviously you want the Bills to lose, but like if you win on Sunday, you're good either way. Like you're either going to get a two seed or you're going to be sitting at the number one with one win needed. The other thing to factor in with this, and this is kind of where I want to ask you a question, is so if let's say the Chiefs just beat Denver, right? I think that's a pretty safe assumption. They win the game. If they're not the one seed, they're going to draw the seven seed, uh, barring some disaster in week 18. The Chargers and Ravens, it does not look like, are going to be the seven seed. The Chargers have the Rams and the Broncos left. The Ravens have the Steelers on Sunday night. Now, they may still have Lamar Jackson. It looks like he will be out. But it looks like the seven seed is going to be either Miami, New England, or the Jets. A, do you have any fear of any of those teams? And B, who would you rather see? And is there a team you don't want to see? Yeah, I agree with you. I I think... I feel like all those teams are even to me because they all have one element that I'm that I'd be a little bit concerned about, right? Like with with the Dolphins, if they don't have Tua, you still got two really exciting and dynamic receivers. We've seen ourselves what Tyree Kill can do to a team, uh, right. so that would be a concern for me, especially the way the defense is played. With New England, it's I'm not really worried about New England. It's just the Belichick factor. I could see some weird game plan where he comes out, he slows, and he's had success slowing down Mahomes in the past, and then they you know, they run the ball 70 times or something. The Chiefs can't stop them and, and they make it nerve wracking. And then the Jets have a really good secondary. Um, but I, the Jets, I think, would be the team on my list that I would want to play uh, of those three, um, just because I don't think they've got enough offense. No matter who's starting back there, even if Mike White is starting, I just don't think they have enough offense to keep up with the Chiefs, even though they have a good defense. And Andy Reid, would be able to find a way to dink and dunk the ball on a, on a good secondary like that and score. So that'd be, if I had to, to rank them, I would say the jets, the dolphins, and then the Patriots because of, of Belichick. Yeah. I think the chiefs would, would beat any of them. Um, somewhat handily, frankly, the, the dolphins to me have just been a disaster the last month. Like I, the only thing about the dolphins, like you mentioned, that scares you is just the receivers. And yeah. Hill having the motivation to go for about 800 yards in that game. But right. they have nothing else. They're not good up front. They're terrible defensively. At this point, I don't even care who plays quarterback. They're not good there. Like it's The Jets, I respect defensively. The Jets can play defense. Yeah. Offensively, I think the Jets are kind of whatever. Like, I just don't think the Jets – like, I don't think Mike White is going into Arrowhead and beating Pat from Holmes in a playoff game. Right. The Pats are the team I think the Chiefs literally might beat by 35 points. Like I, I know Belichick's a great coach. They are the most undisciplined team in football this season. They are a mess. That team looks like they're not coached at all, uh, partially because Pat, Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator for reasons that no one can understand. Like I could honestly see a stat line in the game like that where Mahomes throws for like 350 yards and Mac Jones throws for 60. Like I, I really – I think – I think the Chiefs had fallen in a way where my biggest concern was seeing the Chargers in the wild card round. Yeah, that same. seemed like a, a problem. But it, it looks like the Chiefs are not going to see the Chargers. If the Chargers win against the Rams this weekend, they can't be a seven seed. Um, the Chiefs are very likely going to be a one or two seed. So there's a chance, like a pretty legitimate chance, 
the Chargers are going to play the Bills or the Bengals in the first round. Right. Like, so, I think that works in the Chiefs' favor. I'd be great. One you know? of them's gone. I mean, right. so um, now it could work out that they move up to the five, dependent upon if they play hard. Like it, a lot of that depends. Are they going to play hard against Denver Week 18, or are they going to use it as a buy? Because if they play hard, they very well might be a five seed. And if that's the case, you're going to play Jacksonville. And you know, on first glance, you're like, oh, I'll beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville beat the piss out of them earlier this year. So yeah. I don't know what to think about that game. And it would be in Jacksonville. And to be fair to the Jags, they've played really well. So um, there's a lot of moving parts. But this week ought to set a lot of it. New England's playing Miami. So that's a, that's a game where if New England loses, they're cooked. If they win, if New England beats Miami, if New England then goes to Buffalo and somehow wins, New England is in the playoffs. They need no help. If they win, they're in. So that's something to factor in as well. And you can see it happening. I mean, oh, you definitely could. You know, they they can when they can get that running game going, that's their best hope. So it'll be really interesting to see how it all plays out. Would you say that, in your opinion, as the forget the throw the seven seed out, right? Of the teams that we know will be in the playoffs. Are the top four teams in your estimation the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and then the Chargers? Yes. Who's that fourth team for you? The Chargers. Um, you could make a case for Jacksonville because of how well they're playing right now. I don't, I don't know that we're even going to see Lamar Jackson. I have no idea what's happening. There was a radio show. I don't know if it was out of Baltimore or D.C. I don't want to say Baltimore. That'd be wrong. It was out of the Beltway. Um, and I don't know that this is confirmed. I just I heard the clip that – there's been leaks out of the Ravens camp that Jackson hasn't been going in for treatment on his knee. Just hasn't shown up to it. I, I, and I have no idea if that's accurate or not. That was just on a radio show. Um, they're talking about it, but he is not. I mean, initially Adam Schefter was like, yeah, he'll be back Christmas Eve. Well, he wasn't back Christmas Eve and he's still not at practice. And we got one more practice for Pittsburgh. And then they play the Bengals in the, in the season finale, which could very well determine the AFC North. I have no clue if we're going to see him at all again the rest of the year. So for me, I, I will say this. I think the top three teams are obviously Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. I think the Chargers are kind of on their own tier. And then after that, I think there's a pretty good drop-off. Like Jacksonville, Baltimore, all those teams we just talked about in the AFC East. Like if the Chiefs saw any of those teams and they lost to them, they, they should be ashamed of themselves. In a playoff game, they should kill any of those teams. They'd be at home for all of them. I mean, in some ways, hell, man. There's a world... So let's say that I don't want to go too down this rabbit hole because people are their, their brains are they're going to get a headache. Um, if the if the Ravens lose these next two games and they could, I mean they play the Steelers who are somehow still alive and they and God knows will want to beat them anyway, and they have Tyler Huntley. If they lose to them, then they lose to the Bengals. All you'd need is the Chargers to win one of these last two, and the Dolphins to win their last two, both of them the Ravens would be the seventh seed. And if the Chiefs are two, they'd go to Kansas City. So yeah. I really think if you're the Chiefs, the main thing is you win this weekend. You win this weekend. You handle business. Hopefully you get out healthy. Because if you do, you can then sit out on Monday night, feet up, beer in hand, if you're old enough, and Casey beer in hand, and <laughs> you watch and either either the Bengals lose in your top two seed or the Bengals win and you need to beat Jared Stedham for a week off in the playoffs. I mean, I don't want to say you can't lose because you're clearly rooting for one side of that, but like yeah. there's at least benefits to both. Since this is our, you and I, this will be the last show we do this year. 
Yeah. I want to, I want to ask you the AFC championship game. Hmm? Where is it played and who's in the game? I think the Bengals are going to beat the beat Buffalo. I think, I think the, and, and it's not that I'm like convinced of it or anything. I just think, I think the bills and the chiefs are extremely similar. And I think the Bengals give teams like the bills and the chiefs problems because they don't make mistakes. They're patient. The Bills and the Chiefs are not patient. The Bills and the Chiefs want to go a thousand miles an hour. Um, I also think I don't think the Bills can cover the Bengals. Like the, the Chiefs, at least I think corner wise, is like the, the, I don't think the Bills can do it. I, I think without Miller there, Burrow's just going to sit in a chair and throw it. So to answer your question, I think the Bengals will win the game. I think the Chiefs are going to end up being the number one seed. I think that also, by the way, means the Bengals would be the two and the Bills would be the three. If I had to put put money on it, give me the Chiefs and the Bengals back at Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game. That would be, I'm sure, a calm week around here. Oh my God! I mean, <laughs> I don't know what. God, I mean, just I don't even want to think about the the possibility that they could lose two let, years let me ask in a row. Real quick, if you first of all, I'm curious where, where you would go with that answer, and secondly, if the Chiefs are the one and the Bills and the Bengals play each other. Divisional weekend. Who do you want to win? Like, if you know the Chiefs are going to face one of them in the AFC title game, who would you who would you want to win that game? Man, it's re- it's really tough. I I think the Bengals are playing really good football right now, and so that scares me a little bit when I stack that up against the fact that the Chiefs have lost to them three times in a row. Um, yeah. So. You know, the fan of me says, bring it on. You know, we're going to get them this time. They're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes four times in a row. Uh, I think, I think though, I would go with the Bengals. The thing about Buffalo that worries me, one, I think their defense is better than Cincinnati's. Um, but two, the, the Josh Allen running factor, I just think it really it makes it really hard for, to defend them because he has that arm sure. because they have Stefan Diggs. At least when you're playing the Bengals, you know, you know they can run the football with a running back, but you know, like okay, Burrow's not going to take off. We're not going to yeah. have this 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 disadvantage, you know, in in defenders versus offensive players. And I think you can it may there may be a little bit easier to game plan for. Whereas if the play breaks down against Josh Allen. He can still burn you, and we saw it in the AFC in the AFC divisional game last year, where the Chiefs sure. would do a good job in coverage, and he run for the first down. It was driving me nuts. So I think I would rather play the Bengals. What about you? I'd rather play the Bills because I think the Chiefs and the Bills are very similar, as I said earlier. I also think the Bengals have more weapons. I think for the Chiefs, and you can limit digs. You can win the game. Now, I get it. Davis won for an ungodly amount of yardage last year. I, I understand all that. Like, I'm not sitting here saying if they, they avoid the Bengals, break out the champagne. Like, the Bills can absolutely win the game. They already beat them this year. I said all offseason I thought the best signing, regardless of the contract, was Von Miller. I thought that move jumped the Bills from a half step behind Kansas City to a half step in front of them. It's the reason I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I do not think the Bills are better than Kansas City without Von Miller. I don't. And I think if the Chiefs saw them in the playoffs, I think you'd see a very similar game from Mahomes that we saw last year. I'm not saying he's going to be as ba- as great as he was, you know. I mean, last year maybe the greatest four-inch I've seen in your life from him. I don't think the Bills can pressure him. I don't think the Bills can get to them. And the one thing with the Bengals 
the Bengals give you a lot of looks defensively. You know, Lou Anaruno is a great defensive coordinator. They do a lot of stuff. Leslie Frazier is an excellent coordinator, but they're very basic in what they do. They are not going to blitz. They blitz a little more now without Vaughn. By the way, uh, somebody's asking, is Vaughn coming back? No, he's out for the season. Um, you know, they they can do a lot of different things defensively, the Bengals can, that, that make the Chiefs think. The Bills can't really do – I shouldn't say they can't. They don't really do that. The Bills are very much like, this is what we do, and this is how we play. Um, also, the Bills have more turnovers than anybody in football. Outside the Colts are tied with the Colts with the most turnovers. The Bengals don't turn the ball over. So, to me, the last part of that, too, is the Chiefs just – they beat them. Like, when they play them in big spots, they just find a way to beat them. Um, I totally understand the person says the Bengals. I get it. Uh, and the Chiefs could beat or lose to either one of them. Where do you think the AFC title – I'll ask you the same question. We can preview this game. Where do you think the game's going to be? And who do you think's going to – I mean, you asked me, so back here. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be at Arrowhead. I, I feel the same way that you do. I think Cincinnati's going to take care of Buffalo. Um, and I think the Chiefs are uh, going to host the AFC championship game. I think they're just – I think as long as they play their best football, they're in the AFC championship game. And at that point, the team that they play – is 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 going to be it's going to be hard it's going to be hard to get to the super bowl but we all might feel pretty good depending on who ends up making it out of the nfc if they if they're actually right. able to get out um in this one uh but yeah i mean to answer your other question who do i want to see in the afc championship game jacksonville that's <laughs> that's why not the bills not the bengals jacksonville would be just fine with me you know also i will then we can we can get to the broncos game but I, I will say this you know i you know i like history everybody here i'm sure knows this at that point or at this point, there's going to come a day in about, hopefully about 20 years, hopefully we've got Mahomes so he's like 45 years old, but there's going to come a day when we'll look back and like as stressful as these games can be and it's chaotic and God knows I'm the leader in the clubhouse with that stuff, screaming at the television for three hours. Like playing the Bills, playing the Bengals in these huge games, maybe it'll eventually be the Chargers and the Jags, like whoever it is, but like right now the Bills and the Bengals are those teams. Like, there's going to be such a satisfaction if the Chiefs are able to win a couple more Super Bowls because it, you're, you're going to have earned it. Like, you're not just going to play a bunch of teams. You're like, well, you know, those teams stunk and rolled through. Like, they really are earning it. And it's it's something that I think people are really going to, like, look back on and go, man, like, beating Josh Allen, beating a Joe Burrow. Um like these games are just great games. I mean, you know, the, the, the year, I mean, they've already beaten Allen twice in the playoffs. Obviously, Owen won with Burrow, but you know, beating that Niners team in the Super Bowl, that, that team ended up being a great team. Like yeah. that team ended up, like, I get Garoppolo's average, whatever. That's a, that was a great team that the Chiefs went in there and beat. Like, you know, you're going to look back and fire these games up on YouTube in 20 years and be like, man, like, remember that? So, I enjoy it. Like, I, yeah, sure. Don't get me wrong. If I could, if I could conjure up a scenario where the Chiefs play like, Miami, Baltimore, and the and the Jets for the three playoff games. Like I'm all for it, but you're not going to get that scenario. And you know, I hope like you do that we're sitting here in a month and it's a cold January Sunday in Arrowhead, and they're playing for the fifth straight time to go to the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, who the hell? Can you imagine ten years ago saying that? Yeah, if I told you that the Chiefs are going to play five straight times to go to the to the championship game at Arrowhead, and they're going to come away with at least one Super Bowl. You would have signed up for that all day, every day. Got the two, won at least one. Like, I mean, I would just, like, I remember, what, my God. I mean, seven years ago, they'd won a playoff game since I was five years old. 
know. I mean, it was like they couldn't even win a playoff game. Now, yeah. I remember last year before they played Pittsburgh in the playoffs. That five years ago would have been horrifying. Like, yep. Oh my god, how, they played Pittsburgh. Oh my god. The only question is if they're going to cover the spread. If they're going to kill Pittsburgh. Right. I mean, that, it's just that's how much all this has changed. But they've got a task ahead of them, and that's Denver, and they've got to win this game to put themselves in position. Because otherwise, if they don't win that game, my God, are we going to be pissed sitting there watching? Can you imagine if they lose to Denver and then Cincinnati kills Buffalo? You're that's like, my nightmare scenario. Oh, like, my God. You can you guarantee. it on them. Yeah. You can guarantee if the Chiefs uh, – if the, you can guarantee that if the Chiefs lose, Cincinnati will beat Buffalo. Hell, if I was Buffalo, I might just troll the Chiefs and just sit all my starters so nobody gets hurt against Cincinnati <laughs> just, to, just to troll the Chiefs. Oh, oh God. God. I, you could just see I, – I, but that being said, as we're going to get into here with Denver, I mean, the, the Chiefs really – I mean, it's just teed up about as well as it could be for the Chiefs. It really <laughs> is. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now, you mentioned here in the rundown, and I saw this, this stat floating around. Nathaniel Hackett's gone. The Broncos stink. But the last 34 teams to fire coaches in season are 16 and 8 the next week and 18 and 16 against the spread. Now, 16 and 8 is still not great, but you need to think about where a team needs to be to fire its head coach in season. Yep. And then they're essentially a 500 team that next week after that. Right. Does, you know, there are, are there some advantages here where the Chiefs don't really know, like, it's one of those situations, nothing to lose situation. The guy that's stepping into to the, the head coaching spot, you know, it, he, look, he's, he's probably not going to get a job off of this, but Romeo Cornell coached the sheet and they beat the Packers and then he okay. got, he, he got a job. So, you know, I mean, if, if this guy comes in and they beat the chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, they win their last two games and all of a sudden Russell Wilson throws for 400 yards and back-to-back games or something like that they're going to at least give that guy a hard look. Um, and even if it doesn't work out for him in, in Denver, he's have a chance somewhere else. So it's a, it's a, it's a kitchen sink game. If you're the Broncos and you've got this element of, you don't know what to expect because it's, it, sure. you know, they're not, I mean, look, they're not going to have a whole new playbook or anything. Right. They're but, still going. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, some of the tendencies might be a little bit different, but are the Broncos, they're, they're not good enough. Even if even if they catch the Chiefs on a couple of things, they shouldn't be good enough to win the game, right? Correct. Correct. No, they shouldn't be. I mean, right now, look, you know, as you see on the screen, if you're watching, Chiefs favored by 12 and a half, over under 45. And by the way, those stats are from Ben Heisler. Uh, tweeted him at me uh, yesterday. So kudos to Ben, or maybe it was Tuesday. Um, look, I would say this. Denver is – Denver might be the one of the most cooked teams I've ever seen. Like, I don't know if you watched that game on Christmas. I mean, I just laid God. down like a dog in that game. Like, just laid down. And I know they fired Hackett, and so maybe if it was party, and it's like, well, they're going to come out with some some renewed spirit. I just, I, I think they're just done, man. This has to be in my lifetime one of the most exhausting seasons I've ever seen from a team. Like just because you know a lot of teams that get their coach fired, it's like they're they're like the Matt Rule Panthers, right? Like they're not good. He's in his third year. Like the franchise needs to be shaken up, so they fire the guy. That's not what happened with Denver. Denver, there were people who thought the team was going to go to the Super Bowl. Like they're real people, real human yeah. beings. Okay, I will not say who it was because I actually like this person. Uh, I won't say he's a friend, but a nice enough guy. If I see him, I'll say I don't. Who literally before the year tweeted out. 
that Denver was about to become a dynasty because of Hackett and Russell Wilson. A dynasty. I mean, that's where you were with this franchise. What? Not I was going to say six months ago. Not even. Four months ago. I could be wrong. God knows it wouldn't be the first time. Don't go betting based off my opinion, please. But I, I just think Denver is so dead in the water right now. I think the Chiefs would have to, frankly, do what they did in Denver, which is turn the ball over a ton and give them a reason to care. Because the other thing about this game is it's at Arrowhead. You're not going to have the fans behind you. You're not, like, who cares? I mean, if you're Denver, what the hell does this game matter to you? I know people say, well, the streak, the streak. Most of these guys have been in the streak for two games, three games. They don't care. Um, at home, I could see it more with Denver. This game, I just, I don't know, man. I do not think you're going to get a whole lot of fight out of the Broncos. Yeah, it sure doesn't seem like it. And it is important, I think, to note, as frustrating as that last game was against the Broncos, and, of course, we were live at Tanner's in, yes, in Kansas City, Kansas. Um, that game should have been over midway through the third quarter. And the only reason it wasn't, it wasn't anything that the Broncos did. It was because Steve Spagnuolo forgot that Jerry Judy was on the team and the Chiefs couldn't stop making mistakes turning the ball over. Right. That game should have, and that was a road game. In this game, if if the if what we saw last week was any indication of the Chiefs starting to get their focus heading into the stretch run, then then they're going to be fine. They'll finish what they started in the first half against Denver the last time, I think, and we'll see another another blowout here. Um, I mean, do you think they're going to have? You sort of addressed this, but <laughs> do any of the Broncos have any reason to try to, like? To go the extra mile, are we going to start seeing business decisions from from Broncos players in a game like this? I think you're going to see some business decisions from some of these older guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think younger guys, like guys who are going to be free agents, they got to put on good tape. They'll still go out there and they'll do everything they have to do. At the same point, it depends who you are going into free agency. If you're a guy who has nothing to lose because you're, you're maybe a, a roster bubble type guy, okay. If your guy's going to free agency, he's got a name. Like you're not getting hurt in these last two games. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to get hurt if I'm one of these guys. And I see, you know, right. Tom saying this is Denver Super Bowl. Tom, I hear you. I think Denver Super Bowl is when they played them the first time. He's at home. You know, I. Th- this is just to me now. This is like, oh my god, get us off the field. Like just get us, get us in the, get us in the locker room. Get us back in the locker room after the fourth quarter. And, and let's I, be honest, I, this isn't a rivalry anymore. No, like, it's, it's a murder twice a year. It, it is. It's it's a rivalry for the fans. But we've seen this happen with Pittsburgh and Cleveland and, and other places. The rivalry in the AFC West right now is the Chiefs and the Chargers. Yep. And and so, like, Tom, like when you say things like, you know, it's Denver Super Bowl, I, I don't think it is because I don't think those players care about Kansas City because they've never beaten them. Whereas the Chargers, if we were playing the Chargers this week and the Chargers weren't in the playoffs, I'd be nervous. Because I'd be like, those guys, they they have beaten the Chiefs. The Chiefs are in their way. You know, there's there is that extra heat there that we've that we saw with the Steelers and the Ravens. You know, after Cleveland went away, like with the Broncos, I just don't think that these players they're like, yeah, whatever streak. The Chiefs division rival, like they don't even know what it's like to beat Kansas City. I mean, literally, has anyone on that roster beat the Chiefs as a member of the Broncos? Has one guy? Like I think Justin Simmons is probably it. He's probably the only guy. I mean, that, that's it. I'm pretty, I'm also 100% positive. McManus, I guess you want to count McManus. Like, that'd be it. 
that's literally it. They, now they've beaten them with other teams, but not not with Denver. So, do you, do you agree with this, Verum? Elijah says a rivalry doesn't have to be competitive to be a rivalry. I don't think it. I, I agree, and I don't, Elijah. I think it's for fans. It doesn't. Like the Chiefs could beat them the next hundred times. I think fans will still hate their guts. If you're a player, you got to keep in mind a lot of these because they didn't grow up Chiefs fans. You know, they didn't hate Denver. Like, now it's a divisional game, so I think guys get up for it. They understand the importance of it. But no, I think I think there's a like the Chiefs and the Bills. That's a that's a rivalry. Those two teams. Like, I think the players can't stand each other at, in certain portions. I'll tell you right now. I think Chiefs have an absolute hatred of Cincinnati. So you can't beat them. Right. You know, like that's that's a thing that now the Bengals might say, "Hey, it's not a rivalry. Kick your ass three straight times." Fair enough. But I think like, that has vim and vigor to it. The Broncos, I think the Chiefs just look at the Broncos like, yeah, they're there. When we're going to beat them twice. And that, and frankly, I think you saw that the first time they played them. I mean, they were up 27 to nothing, and they were on the sideline basically just having like comedy hour. I mean, they just right. figure like, this, this game's toast. I think as much as that game was infuriating, um, that game will serve them well this weekend. Because if they get up early on Denver – I'd be very surprised to see them relent the way they did in that last game where Mahomes throws picks it. He'd be the first one that he shouldn't have thrown. Um, I, I think if the Chiefs get up in this game, they're going to, they're going to try to bury them as much as they possibly can. And I think if they do get up, the one thing that part of the reason why the Broncos were able to come back was because Andy and Eric Bieniemy kept calling passes when they should have just been running the ball and they, they turned the ball over. I would add like, he should be active for this game. Like, I would give them a heavy dose of Ronald Jones. Like if you get up early, let Ronald Jones go out there, put some stuff on tape, like keep Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco healthy. Like if you're up, I would, you know that, cause you know, who's going to be motivated is Rojo. Like he's going to want to go out there and run some people over. And that's a great way to handle it. If you get a lead in this game, we had a question from on the money he says he, he, he disagrees with you, Matt. He says the Broncos are going to come out high energy this week. Because of the coach replacement, they always come out and play harder and sharper. Do you agree with that? I mean, I look, I understand the thought process that like Denver is going to come out and play their ass off now because they're, they're, they're embarrassed and all this stuff. But like, again, I don't, I'm actually going to look this up. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs back in 2010. Yeah. So Josh McDaniels got fired in the middle of the season. Okay. He was there for 12 games. He got fired. Um, in fact, his last game was with uh, the Broncos at Arrowhead against Kansas City. Um, and they lost 10-6 to to the Chiefs in a game that I'm sure was a barn burner. Thank God I don't remember it. Um, the following week, with a brand-new coach, they went to Arizona, who that year was a 5-11 football team, and they got beat by 30 points. Like, I think every team's unto itself. I just, I hear you. Like, I totally, I respect the opinion. I just think in this game, Denver has to be exhausted from this season. This season has been nothing but just getting crapped on all year long. All, I mean, just all year. They're on primetime constantly. They're getting blown out in primetime. They're an embarrassment. Their fans are booing them like crazy. You know, Russ and all that stuff, man. I mean, Think about if you were just a player on that team, how exhausted you would be by this point. And you're finally like, look, man, fuck this. We got two games left. Let's just get in, get out, and go home. Like, I'm not looking to get hurt. I don't want to rehab. If they show up to Kansas City and they play their ass off, it's a really good game. I give them a lot of credit. 
I just don't see it. I don't. I and I I was one of the people who said when they played Denver earlier this year, I thought that game would be a harder game than people thought because Denver was going to give it everything they had. They were going to show up, want to win at home. The Chiefs always have these weird games against bad teams. I just don't think that, especially because of what happened a couple of weeks ago, how close that game got. I just think Kansas City is going to be like, you know what? Let's bury this effing team and 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 make sure we finish the job. They're not dumb. They know what's going on Monday night. They know, like, I, I think what we saw against Seattle was perhaps indicative of what might be to come here. Are you worried? I know these guys, I'm not trying to insult anybody because I know these guys are professionals. But are you worried about the fact that the Chiefs are at home? They're not on the road. They're not in a hotel with, sure. you know, the curfew and stuff. And that this game is New Year's Day. <laughs> um, No, I'm not. I mean, I think... I think these guys look there. I'm not saying, you know, they, they won't go out and have a drink, but can you imagine like, if you're a player, you know, man, like if you're Travis Kelsey, if you're Patrick Mahomes, like can you imagine like you show up in a camera phone, like eight hours for game time out at a bar. Right. I, I don't think, I don't think, you know, that's going to happen. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but no, I think most of those guys, like there may be a couple of guys, there may be a couple of young guys who are like, ah, whatever, you know, go ahead. but I, I think most guys are going to be like, you know what, let's just, Let's focus. Let's win the game. Uh, but I did think about it. I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about it. Yeah, I, you know, if this game was in Denver, I'd actually feel really good about it because I'd be like the Broncos. Player. <laughs> you know, the Broncos players, they the hell with it. You know, they go out and have a good time, have five glasses of wine, but right. they'll be at the hotel. So it's probably unlikely that they're going to be out on the, you know, uh, out, out drinking uh, in Kansas City. Um, all right. So do you think you, you've already sort of said it? Will the Chiefs come out and play like they did last week? Take care of the football. No turnovers on offense uh, for, for only the third time, by the way. Um, and uh, can they continue to get pressure with four? So I think they can get pressure with four. I mean, to be fair, the last time they saw Denver, they, they lit them up for six sacks. The Chiefs were all over Wilson. Um, we'll get to how bad that line is here in a second. I think they'll get pressure. Um I think that the turnover thing, you would think Mahomes is going to be very aware of that after what happened in Denver. Um, and, and look, I, this part I don't think is going to enter his consciousness. I really don't think he will think about this starting the game. If he has one more really good game, he's the MVP of the league. Right. Like, I mean, I think he's already pretty much the MVP of the league. But if he goes out there and he throws for 300 plus and three or four touchdowns in this game, he doesn't throw a pick. I mean, what what is the argument? Like, well, I mean, there's just, there's no argument. I, and, and, and by the way, we're to the point now where people are like desperately trying to make it's Justin Jefferson. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> right. um, just stop. Stop. Yeah. Like, just give it up. So I don't I think during the course of the week, he, he's probably thought about that a few times. Um, but. I do think there's, you know, there's probably, I think the bigger part of it is he's probably thinking to himself, like, I, I, you know, I gave them three gifts in that game. I'm not doing that again. Um. I expect him to play well. I don't know if they'll play a completely clean game. They might have like a fumble or maybe he throws one pick or something, but I, I expect the Chiefs, after what we saw against Seattle, to kind of build off that. It looked like a team that finally was like, all right, we got to get ready for the playoffs. Right. They didn't – I don't want to say they didn't pull a Seattle off. They beat them by 21 points for the game of garbage on touchdown. But, like, that was the most – I'm trying to the right word for this. That was the happiest I've been with them in a long time. Yep. That game was just an efficient, ruthless killing. It what it wasn't 
it wasn't a light show. Mahomes didn't throw for 500 yards and six touchdowns, but like they just, just play after play, executed and dominated the game against a team that's decent, not a great team, not a, but like a, a decent playoff caliber type team, and they went out and just took them apart at the joints for three hours. And like if, if they play like that, they are probably going very deep in the playoffs and potentially winning the Super Bowl. So let's get to it here. I mean, the Broncos, as you've noted here in the rundown, are cooked. They're missing yeah. a host of key guys. Uh, the Chiefs have a lot to play for. If they win, they're either clinching the number two seed or possibly uh, a chance at the one seed in week 18 if Buffalo loses. Offensively, Denver has been terrible all year, 27th in yards per play. They've allowed 57 sacks, which is 32nd in the NFL. 19th in yards per attempt, 32nd on third down, 23rd in the red zone, 29th in yards, and 32nd in points per drive, except for when they're playing the Chiefs. Um, so I guess when facing this offense, what are the what are the learnings for Steve Spagnolo in the defense after sort of allowing Denver to put up like, you know, season high numbers against his defense last year or the last game? I would like to think the defense would be pretty <laughs> pretty motivated um, after after what happened in Denver. I mean, listen, I know, you know, you get these people who are like, well, they turned the ball over three times. Okay, that that's fine. That doesn't mean they got to let them go down and score. I mean, it doesn't mean they got to let them go down and score touchdowns, especially when the two of those picks were like 60 yards away from the end zone. I would expect that the Chiefs would have a little bit of a, a chip on their shoulder for that game. And also, for the love of all, of all that is holy, I know Sutton's going to play in this game. So you're going to have Sutton and Judy, although Judy's been limited the first two days with, a, with I think, a hamstring injury. Um, if the Chiefs aren't trying to take away those receivers, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, there, there's nothing else, man. They can't run the ball. They are brutal in every offensive category. Every single one of them. Most sacks against in the league, right at the bottom of the league, in red, excuse me, in red zone, in third down, they're worse in the league in, in third down. They're at 28%. The Chiefs are literally almost double Denver on third down. Yards per play, yards per carry. I mean, Denver is atrocious. I I would think after the way that game went against them the last time, the Chiefs would like to come out and make a statement in this game. And say whatever you want about Hackett. Like, I get it. Like, he's terrible. No one's arguing he should, he should be there still. He was their offensive play caller. Like, I have no idea who the hell – like, they're bringing in, like, a clock manager to be the like the, the head coach now, and now they fired their offensive line coach. Like, who the, like, who the hell is running this offense? Like, I – it's – look, that team is – is it Russ? Is he just going like, to – Mr. Gonna throw Unlimited. Yeah, Mr. Unlimited is running I want to see – you know, Russ, show me something. I want to see him on the sideline with when there's, like, between 20 and 40 seconds on the clock. I want to see him with a headset on. And then I want to see him charge out onto the field as though he's taking a, the field of battle. And he calls the play and then runs it. And then immediately runs back to the sideline, gets another call, relays it into the team. And we just, we go like that all game. Puts the I, headset on and relays the play to himself. Yes. I want, yeah. yes. I want, I want to see him converse with himself, have a disagreement, maybe occasionally have to call timeout. Like, get, yeah. Get it, get in, get frustrated with himself, throwing his hands yeah. up in the air. And then after like after a good play, like if they get a touchdown, come off and like make sure he high fives himself for that play call. Right. Like, I I just want to see the whole thing. At this point, it is what it is. Let's like, just just let it all happen. I I'm 
I feel like this is a game where Chiefs fans were always conditioned to be like, oh, this this could be a real problem. This could be – guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not saying it couldn't be. Like any game – hell, they almost lost to the Texans. They should, they should kill this team in this spot. They are at home. They are playing to try to get to the one seed. Bare minimum the two. Denver is a tire fire. Like th- this game really – Two of the last three weeks, Denver's been a mess defensively. The only game they've been good against was Trace McSorley and the Cardinals. I mean, it's just – this is the kind of game, if the Chiefs show up and they execute, they're going to smoke Denver. But they've got to to do it. And, you know, the storyline heading into the last game when these teams played was, all right, you know, the Broncos stink, they can't score, but the offense is pretty good in the red zone. Well, they weren't against the Rams. The, The Rams have gotten a jolt. With, with Baker Mayfield stepping in, yes. um, which credit to Baker Mayfield, who didn't even know the playbook, came in and beat the Raiders and now has oh, led man. them to another victory. Um, Somehow Derek Carr's fault. The, the game on Christmas Day, the, the, the Broncos were down 17 nothing before they finally scored on a Brandon McManus 54-yard field goal at the end of the half. Yes. And then from there, the route was on. They lost 51-14. to they were down 34 to six by the or 31 to six at the half, 34 to six entering the fourth. And this is a Rams offense that has, is without Cooper Cup, has a quarterback who's been there for 15 minutes, has not had a running game to speak of. Nobody could run the football over there. Cam Akers, who, who everybody thought was washed after his Achilles injury, ran 23 times for 118 yards and three touchdowns. Their tight end, Tyler Higby, he's a good player. He's not, he's just, right. he's, he's an above fine. average tight end, right? Nine receptions for 94 yards and two touchdowns against this Denver defense. Now, Jerry Judy did do his thing, six receptions for 117 yards, not that it mattered. And Wilson threw three interceptions. So is this defense, is that game an indication that the defense that played hard all year is like, yeah, fuck it. We're done. I, tend to think it is i really do like i'm not just saying that because it would benefit cancer i just really feel that way like i i think denver is just to a point like how long can you put up with this crap and it's, it's not just a losing it's not teams lose all the time it's how this season has gone hackett's been so embarrassing russell wilson i mean you could do a 30 for 30 on this season on what a crap show this has been you know i just I always try to put myself in the position of a player or a coach. And, and obviously, you know, sorry, I mean, I've been playing the NFL, I've been coaching the NFL. But I, I talk to people who do. Like, I would imagine you get on that plane to Kansas City on Saturday and you're like, I just want to get this over with and come home. I, like, this game, we are 4 and 11. We don't even have a head coach anymore. Our quarterback is busy doing calisthenics in the aisle. <laughs> I can't take this shit anymore. I just want to get to Kansas City, drink the ocean on New Year's Eve, and then go to this game, and I don't give a shit. I don't care if we win, lose, get beat by 30. And other people who are like, oh, personal pride. And there will be those guys. There will be those guys who are just like, this is my job, and I'm proud of it. And you're going to have guys who are young guys, guys who are free agents, who are going to go out there, and they're going to give everything they've got. But, man, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of guys in this team who are like, I do not care. Get me out of here. I don't want to be part of it. Like I, you're not even really playing spoiler. If you're, it's not like you're keeping the Chiefs out of the playoffs. 
Right. Like they won the division. I mean, it's not like, yeah, it would hurt their seating, but like, it's not like it's one of these things like, hey, if, if, if we beat them, they don't make the playoffs. Like, then, okay, I can kind of see it. You think you think Denver's rallying cry is they're crossing over Nebraska is going to be like that's it hold them to the two seed like right I, you know like I, I just what is their like what is their motivation for this game other than literally pride which I think went out the window when they were getting their ass beat on Christmas what what do you think the odds are that at midnight on New Year's Eve Russell Wilson knocks on every player's door to wish them a happy New Year's? New Year, like, isn't that something? You, if you saw that, like, from a like a like a credible reporter, you'd believe it. You'd yeah. believe it, right? That That's you great. know he's going around. Happy New Year! Let's ride. You know <laughs> he wants them all to get up early to get ready for start visualizing the game. <laughs> watch them, pack them all into one hotel room. Watch the ball drop. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Russell Wilson just sobbing, watching the ball drop. Yeah, it's just you know, I, man. At this point, I believe anything. You, you know how many times. Like the one big rule of Twitter, other than don't get yourself fired, is like try not to get got by like accounts that are that are out there to just kind of say gotcha. You know how many times I have double and triple checked a tweet about Russell Wilson and the Broncos this year to make sure it's a real thing. Right, right. It's got to be three dozen times. Like it's there have been so many times I'm like, there's no way, and I click on it and it's like Adam Schefter, seven point eight million followers. I'm like, my God, it's real. Okay, and <laughs> like the high knees thing was the all time moment of that. Incredible. When he started, I was like, there's no way this is a real thing. And then, like, one report after the next starts coming out about it, you're like, my God, man. Yeah. You got I, read a, I read a report about him him trying not to poop, and I, <laughs> I believed it. Yeah. I, I, told, I was like, oh, yeah. That he's right. not number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, look, let's, let's oh, just get God. to it here. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's get to our final score uh, predictions here. Uh, I'll kick us off this time. Uh, I've got this one chiefs 37 Broncos 17. Again, I think the chiefs take care of business, uh, and finish the blowout that they should have had the first time these teams played. I'm a little bit annoyed that I still have the Broncos scoring 17 points, but I just still want to see more from this chiefs defense in terms of consistency. And can they stop Jerry Judy this time? And can, you know, can they not give up some deep plays and, uh, we'll see, uh, hopefully they only give up 12 points, but that's my score. How about you? I don't have it in front of me because I closed out the outline like a minute ago. I think. Oh, I've got it. I think, no, I, think I, I, did I, did I also pick them to score 37? You have, I have them 31 17. You have them 37 to 13. Okay. So you, you read, you read a combination of our two scores now because you yes. said 37 to 17. Oh, did I? Yeah. No, sorry. Sorry. 31 17. That's okay. my prediction. I, I picked these 37 and 13. That's what I thought. I was like, wow, we both picked them to score 37 points. Um, I think, I think about mid, and listen. God knows we could be sitting here doing the halftime show and I might, I might be like in need of an ambulance. Okay. But I could see this very much being a game where unlike last time where they, they were up 27, nothing. And they just completely let them back in the game. I could see this being like 20 to three at halftime. And one of those things where you're like, oh, this is, this is all kinds of over. Like I, I think Denver is just going to kind of lay down on this thing. The other the other part of it is to I think the key to this game is getting up early on them because if you let them hang around, then it becomes like, what the hell? We're here. Might as well try to win. If the Chiefs get up on them 14 nothing, I think they'll just go right in the tank. And this time, unlike last time, because of what happened, I think the Chiefs will be like, all right, we're not going to just take it for granted. We'll bury them. Um, 
I just can't see it, man. I, you could sell me on a case that Denver covers or something. Like maybe it's like 30 to 20 or something like that. Or yeah. I just can't. Like unless the Chiefs just donate the football game. I just cannot see him losing to this team. I can't. Yeah. Denver's 3-10. and 10. There's a reason for it. Let's um, cut them short. That's right. That's right. They are 4-11. Um, I was looking at the box score from the last time they played. Um, all right, everybody. Listen. We got to get out of here. Uh, we got to start getting ready for our, our New Year's. Listen, for Ram, I'm not going to be on the show uh, on on uh, on Sunday. We've got. Uh, Are you going to be hungover? <laughs> no, well, maybe, but uh, my my old man uh, tomorrow is his birthday. He's turning 65. He's retiring. Nice. He's coming out to the house. Uh, we're having the whole family over. Mag's side of the family. I'm making dinner for everybody. So I'm going to watch the game. And uh, hopefully the Chiefs don't ruin my evening. And then I'm going to be serving up food to everybody um, while you all are doing the post-game show. So this is the first post-game show I've not been on since the divisional game last year against the Bills, where I was actually at the game. And I actually made an appearance on that show from the parking lot. Yeah. So um, I'll miss you guys. Um, I know you guys will, will hold it down and, and have a great show, but uh, I'll be sorry not to, to be there for, uh, for it. Maybe I'll hop in during the halftime show. We'll see how it's going. I uh, I will be here, and uh, then we've got the game Monday, which will be interesting. Um, my parents are actually coming out that Monday, so um, maybe maybe next Thursday to wrap up the season, maybe I'll have the old man come on, and he can you can just make an appearance nice. on, the, uh, on the podcast. So yeah, we'll all be here. But yeah, listen, happy New Year, everybody. Uh, stay safe, enjoy it. Um, cut, guy. Thirty seconds. Can I have one big grievance I have with the Midwest when it comes to New Year's Eve? Yeah, do it. Oh, is it the Chicago show? No, not no, a okay. show about that. <laughs> it's it's the fact. Like now nowadays, I got two kids. I'm completely washed up. Like I'll be up for midnight, but like I'm not going to care. Um, but when I used to go out with my wife in Chicago, and we'd go out and have a good time. Like it kills me that they drop the ball at eleven o'clock Central Time. And all these people in Chicago would be like counting down the ball drop. I'm like, it's fucking 11 o'clock out here. This is the most anticlimactic thing I've ever seen in my life. Because they like, air the they air the New York City one, right? Yes, and I'm, of course, yeah. from New York. So for me, like, I always grew up, like, when the ball dropped, it was actually your new year. Here, it's like, hey, happy 11 o'clock. And, like, the ball drops, and everybody's, you know, blowing the stupid, you know, those little party favorite things. And yeah, it's like, it, it cracks me up. Yeah, it's like what? What is that? Like Chicago or a, or or a big city, Kansas City, whatever. Like somebody in the Central Time Zone needs to step up and be a cannibal and drop their own damn ball. They they have a show. I was just complaining about this to Mag last night because I, I like you grew up on the East Coast time, and so they'll run the the New Year's Eve thing live in Chicago at eleven. And then they'll they'll replay it. It like starts over. But there's also a local Chicago thing. Now Chicago is it's the third biggest. Maybe it's dropped to fourth, but it's it's you know third biggest. Traditionally been the third biggest city in the in the nation. They have their own time zone. I agree with, with you on this. How do they not have like a marquee style ball drop show like yeah. they have out in New York? If you watch the Chicago one, it's the most embarrassing. It's like in a ballroom on on the news 
like the the new local it's like the local news people and they get some like b and c list celebrities to show up yeah, it's, it's horrible it's so boring i it, i don't understand why they don't have like you know out in, on michigan avenue somewhere or in millennium park a huge thing it kills me to know it like living out here i'm so used to seeing again so used to seeing the ball drop and everybody's at the party in new york it's like all right hey you know happy new year and out here they drop the ball and you're like awesome still waiting another damn hour what are we doing right. like you want to like like what the central time zone needs to stand up for itself yeah you need to stand up for itself and an angry drunken german which is hilarious it's just meh <laughs> some people just love to complain i'm assuming you're talking about us right now listen yeah. you're not wrong at the same point, I just I don't understand it. Like there's certain things. It's like has no one seized this opportunity? Right. Like there's no one. Like if I was a town in like the middle of Iowa, I'd be like, this is our moment, boys. Like we're gonna do this. We're gonna hire a crane. And we're gonna we're gonna slowly drop the damn ball. Like we're, I mean, we're, can, gonna, we're can, gonna take front and center here. Like, it's just, they could no, do no, so it's, many things. They could have a giant. Hot dogs slide into a bun, you know. <laughs> that that could sounds, lead to some gifts that are yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, that sounded a little dirtier than I thought. But yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's so a, many... drop a thing of corn down. Yeah, Midwest oh, known for its oh, corn. Yeah, okay, right? Like uh, like like you, like you take the yeah, just stalk it. Just, just you know, the there it is. Happy New Year, you know. I, listen, yeah. uh, all I'm saying, I love the Midwest. I grew up on the East Coast, but I've, I've, I've obviously made my home here. I love it. I, I hope we can get back out to Kansas City soon so I can gain another five pounds. Then I'm going to need new jeans. But uh, it's worth it. I'll, I'll just buy some maternity pants and really get after it. Um, I, I just want to get more of the barbecue. I came back the other day, and somebody brought barbecue uh, to one of the Christmas parties I was at. I actually wanted to hold a eulogy for this, this poor animal that they killed and then burnt to death. I, it, the thing was just – oh, it, had, it was no flavor. It, there was no an ounce <laughs> yeah. of juice left in this thing. Yeah, um, so I love the Midwest, but they, the New Year's Eve in the, in the Midwest is a tragedy. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's got work to do. All right, everybody. Um, we will see you on Sunday. Uh, no pregame show. We'll have the Chiefs halftime right. show, and the guys will be there for the Chiefs postgame show. I believe Sterling sure. will be there with Matt. Um, and then we'll see you uh, after after that. Maybe maybe we'll do something special on Monday if uh, if the Chiefs get the number one seed. Maybe we'll just hop on and, and do 15 minutes. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Chiefs got to take care of business against the Broncos. Happy New Year to all of you. Um, really enjoy yourself. Don't remember New Year's Eve is amateur hour. Just remember that. Whatever you do, remember you don't want to be one of the ones that that, that, that that's amateur hour. Oh wait, look at. You don't want to Look be at, that guy. You don't want to be that guy. John F's Matt. He says, you know what pisses me off? Complainers. Always whining, sniveling. Wow, wow, wow. I get sick and tired of it. Quit your whining, complainers. I'm sick of it. Sick and tired. Shut the fuck up, whiners. John, I appreciate your support. <laughs> you need to know at this point that it's coming. Like at, at some point, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a gripe about something. And if I don't, then know that I've been heavily medicated. We're staying on um, brand, John. We're staying on brand. John, it's got to happen. But yes, yeah. you don't look weddings, bars at 2 a.m., New Year's. You don't want to be that guy. You don't yeah. want to be the person that everybody else in the bar is like, man, I'm, I'm pretty messed up, but I'm not that guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, they see that guy like in the corner 
and he's just kind of slumped over, but he's still holding on to that, like that solo cup of like yep. of yep. Bud Light, you know. Every every, so, every once in a while, he comes to and takes a sip. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> when they play a new song and the volume jumps, kind of like just right. staggers back and oh yeah, 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 you know, and then, and then just kind of like slinks back into the corner. Just yeah. a silent angel of death is starting to take over. Don't be that person. So go have fun, but don't have don't have this fun as, as much fun as that guy. Um, we will talk to you on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week uh, or, or this weekend. Do us a favor, hit the like button on your way out. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, and we will read it on the show. Uh, for Matt Verderam, um, my name is Patrick Allen. Also for, for producer Hunter, who's helping us out tonight. We'll see you guys later. Uh, but as always, go Chiefs. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.